It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Brian Kilmeade. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, May 25th, 2023. I'm John Saucier. Imagine being Elon Musk today. He plunked down $44 billion to buy Twitter, and during arguably the biggest moment for the company he bought, it didn't even work. Wednesday night's announcement of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' run for president wasn't ready to handle all the online traffic it got, and the feed went down a few times. Nevertheless, DeSantis is in, and the race is on. I suspect in the DeSantis campaign, they probably feel better that the, the pressure valve is a little bit's been taken off. I'm sure they wish the rollout yesterday went a little smoother, but politics move forwards, not backwards. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The players have taken the field now in the 2024 race for the Republican nomination for president, and they've gone about announcing it in different ways. You've got Senator Tim Scott giving a speech and then yelling it into the microphone. I'm running for president. Of the United States. Well, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley with a more calm tone during her announcement speech. Strengthening America, believing once again in America, is the only way to defend ourselves from those who want to destroy us. When America is distracted, the world is less safe. And today our enemies think that the American era has passed. They're wrong. And then on Wednesday, a man considered to be a major contender for the nomination, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who released a campaign video. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. And then had an interview with Twitter CEO Elon Musk, which dropped out a few times. Can any of these or other candidates challenge the frontrunner and former President Trump, though? The technical glitches were unfortunate, but over the course of time, what he says is going to resonate far more with the electorate than how he says it. Our guest today is Colin Reid. He's a Republican strategist and co-founder of South and Hill Strategies. He also was a former campaign manager for Massachusetts Senator Scott Brown. On the Republican side, writ large, let's just take a step back for a second, John. There's just an abundance of riches. Uh, Tim Scott got into the race on Monday. You got Governor DeSantis uh, in, in yesterday. And uh, there's joining a talented field of, of candidates. So, it, look, it's a good time to be a Republican. You've got lots of good choices, lots of people with a lot of experience and uh, impressive resumes. So uh, for Governor DeSantis, though, the, the pressure valve on him had just been extraordinary since his victory last fall because he won in such an overwhelming fashion when it was such a disappointing night for the party elsewhere. And it just instantly put him into the top echelon of the field. And then he went into this period where he wasn't really a candidate, but everybody was taking shots at him. So now I suspect in the DeSantis campaign, they probably feel uh better that the, the pressure valve is a little bit's been taken off. I'm sure they wish the rollout yesterday went a little smoother, uh, but politics move forwards, not backwards. And now comes the the, the hard work of uh, uh, ensuring that everything he, he, he does in the campaign trail uh, fulfills the promise and mandate that so many people see in him. See, for me, the DeSantis rollout on Twitter was kind of perfectly summed up how he is. Like, he's got a very strong record. He's a very popular governor in Florida. He's got a lot done there. They've been super successful, but 
the charisma for me just isn't really there. When he speaks, he always kind of seems very almost military-like and very to the point. He never tells a joke. You don't see him smile much, and he just seems a little clunky sometimes when that goes. So the fact that Twitter was cutting out during all this, to me, just kind of like felt like how he is. Do you think he's got the charisma to actually get through this crowded and talented field that you just mentioned and get that nomination? Well, that's the knock on him, and that's why it was such a curious choice to do the campaign the way he did. Uh, the critique, fairly or unfairly, is that he's he's someone who's more comfortable behind a screen or in front of a teleprompter than he is uh, amongst the people. But I'll tell you what, that theory is going to be put to the test awfully quickly because the, the, these national polls, uh, they don't make a dime's worth of difference in the, in the grand scheme of things. It's these early state polls, and my suspicion is we're going to see Governor DeSantis a lot in the states of Iowa, New Hampshire, and probably South Carolina to a degree as well. So, and in those small states, and that's the purpose of these early primary and caucus states, that the the, the, the these voters have a way of sniffing out uh, the real from the fake, and he'll be put to the test, and these voters will ask him, and they'll demand to see him five or six times in their living room before they consider voting for him. And I, I know Ambassador Haley's up there working hard. I know New Hampshire's already chock full of candidates. So, uh He's going to have to do with the hard work that uh, those other candidates are doing if, if he wants to. And so, by the way, is former President Trump. He's got this big lead in the polls, but this thing is wide open and the the election is so far away that if he just sits there on, on and rests on his laurels, that's a recipe for a political disaster as well. Yeah, as we've seen, things change so quickly when it comes to an election year, especially when it comes to the nominating process here, too. Now, I think DeSantis, Colin, makes a pretty compelling argument. He says that Donald Trump cannot defeat Joe Biden in a national election, but DeSantis can. Do you believe that? Do you think that Trump-Biden round two wouldn't go very well for Republicans and that uh, they need another option? Well, it's not the the Biden-Trump round two is not the contest that polls show voters on either side wants. But I think Governor DeSantis and others have to be very careful about grounding their campaigns on process or electability. It's just never been terribly persuasive to Republican primary voters. They want substance. They want vision. They want to know what you're going to do differently. Uh, eight in 10 people right now believe this country is headed in the wrong path, and they're looking for someone who offers a, a change of course from the Biden administration. So I think it's going to be more than just saying, I'm the guy who can win. It's going to be offering the vision that says, this is the reason I should win. And Governor DeSantis has got that story to tell if he wants to tell it. Anybody who's been to the state of Florida recently, even to visit, the state's booming. Population go, is going up. The moving trucks are heading there from the northeast parts of the, uh, parts of the country because the of the business climate because of the policies that he's presided over. So he's got a good story to tell, and he just needs to go now uh, do it. We've seen other nominees and other candidates with good stories to tell also and go up against Donald Trump and then just get flayed, especially on the debate stage or in other you know election things where Trump gives them a nickname and just kind of discredits them with his charisma and with his humor. Do you think that that might happen again during this political process? And do you think that Trump is unbeatable for this nomination? I don't think he's unbeatable. I, I think he it's it's he's the he's the front runner right now. He's the former president. He's got ubiquitous and universal recognition. People know who he is. And most Republicans feel uh, uh, very uh, good about the policy accomplishments and the the legacy of his presidency, especially when it's compared to the the current administration and what's happening now, whether it's inflation or the border or so many of these COVID policies. 
uh, that have worn worn poorly over time. So I don't think he's unbeatable. I think he's the front runner. It's 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 hard to believe now as we sit here in the weekend before Memorial Day. It won't be that long before there's that first debate uh, on Fox, and that's going to be a big big uh, uh, opportunity for these folks. And you know, there's going to be candidates on that stage who have never been in a presidential debate before, and they're going to have to shine in that moment because these debates, you can have one viral moment in that debate, and it can just completely upend uh, the trajectory of the race. And that's going to be that's going to be a, a somewhat a make or break uh, candidates for for better or worse. Election season almost in full swing as a number of Republicans and some Democrats have announced their intentions to run for the nomination. This week, it's been Senator Tim Scott and Governor Ron DeSantis. So we're looking at these and other campaigns to see what this GOP nomination field really looks like. On with us today is Colin Reed, a Republican strategist and co-founder of South and Hill Strategies. He acknowledges these candidates have a lot of work to do, but if they can focus on the short term, it might help them in the long term. We'll pick up the conversation on the other side of this. All right, we covered DeSantis. We covered Trump. Let's talk about some of the other candidates. And one who is actually very interesting here, the senator from South Carolina, Tim Scott. How do you see him as a candidate? And do you think that he could be more of a middle ground, possibly, for Democrats who are sick of Biden, but they'd like to get someone on the Republican side? Well, Tim Scott's an uh, extremely impressive individual. Anyone who's met him has seen his charm up close and personable. It's it's impossible not to like the guy. And he's he, but he's very conservative too. He's not some sort of moderate. He doesn't do it. He just does it with a smile on his face. And he's got a great in the Senate. There's a lot of people who go to the Senate and just kind of fade into the furniture for lack of a better word. He's not one of those. He's led on issues. He he took, he tried to pass a, a, a bill on police reform in, in 2020. That was unfortunately blocked by the Democrats. He's led on opportunity zones, which have helped uh, bring, bring more equity in, in, in some of our uh, under underserved communities. He's a guy who is liked by his colleagues. He's respected by his colleagues. He's impossible uh, not to like, and He's going to start out in a disadvantage because of the nature of the race, the fact the former president's shadow is looming over it. And then, of course, he's competing uh, for attention in his own backyard with uh, his former governor and the person who appointed him uh, to the Senate uh, when, to, to many years ago. So he, he's got his work cut out for him. He's a long shot to be sure, but it's a mistake to ever count a guy like that out. And the Republican Party as a whole is better off with his name and his his presence in this race. Okay, let's talk about the person that appointed him, the former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley. She, of course, was former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Very impressive resume Haley has, but her poll numbers so far have not been quite as impressive. And I Kind of think she's almost swinging for the fences in some of the things she's proposing. She talked about the test that she wants older lawmakers to take to make sure that they're still compatible, they're still with it to be able to serve. And then earlier this week in New Hampshire, she actually mentioned she would be for a national abortion ban, but also relented the fact that it'd be very difficult to pass that and they'd need to get 60 Republicans in the Senate who are on board with it. How do you view Nikki Haley and how her campaign has gone so far? Ambassador Haley, no one's going to outwork her. She's just parked herself in these early states. She's got a classic old school strategy in terms of show up early and often, work hard in those early states, make them make herself known to the the voters who will decide that caucus in Iowa and those the first in the nation primary uh, in New Hampshire. And any and she's she's got the experience as a governor. She's got experience on the world stage. Uh, her getting into the race sooner than some of these other candidates uh, gave her the opportunity to have the stage to herself for a while. So she's going to be a force. And 
but I but she's got what she's got what the other candidates, if they're smart, will start doing, which is just focus on these early states, ignore the noise, ignore the national numbers, and just keep their head down and uh, win over the the hearts and minds of the voters in the in the early states. One thing at a time, and the task at hand sounds like they've got enough to do there. And we appreciate that insight. Colin Reed, Republican strategist and co-founder of South and Hill Strategies. I know you'll be watching along the way, as will we. And thanks for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Thanks for having me, John. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.